Welcome everyone. You are listening to and perhaps watching Calling the Audible. Mo Khan is having a vasectomy today. That's he decided not, that uh, children wasn't for him. That's not true. We agree. Also, it's the best time to get a vasectomy. Although he shouldn't do it the first day of March Madness. You do it before so that your recovery time is during March Madness. Well, yes, the whole point is to sit at home and watch my man. Yeah. yeah. This is way too loud. So for those of you at work who had a dual screen like I did, hopefully you enjoyed the first day of March Madness the way I did. Uh, I know Eagle was watching as well. Uh, Simon? No. No. Very productive. Yes. Uh, how's your day, buddy? Not bad. I was on hold for a long time today, so I got to watch a lot of basketball. Nice. Nice. Initially, I couldn't because I was busy. But then when somebody puts me on hold for 45 minutes, I suddenly do not become busy anymore. Who are you? I'm Simon. I've been here for a long time now. Just shipping container. I am uh, Peace. I gamble too much and too frequently on basketball. And I'm Eagle, and I pick Baylor to win. That did not happen. Did you also pick Louisville? I picked Louisville. Everybody picked My only loss? I didn't pick Louisville. 77% of people picked Louisville. 33.6% of the officials submitted. Yeah. You uh, realize you're saying the same thing, right? You said 77. It, it's a difference of 0.4%. <laughs> no, you said 77. Yeah. 67. 67. My mistake. Yeah. It's insane. Sorry, I heard it. Literally, uh, two-thirds of the people who submitted the bailout got yeah. fucked by the first game. Welcome to March Madness. That's how it goes. That's usually how it goes. Very abrupt ending to the song. The system died. All right. Are we still oh, on? Are we still on the air? We are. Nice. I thought you finally did your job and cut we the We are music. live to 11 people. Hey, hey guys. Hey. Hi, Division 6. How's it going? Let's make this 12 people. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of interesting stuff happened in Division 6. I want to start in Division 6D, uh, actually, Simon. Okay. Because... Um, well, before we get into games, let's talk about what we're going to do, right? No. Like, we're talking about... <laughs> well, why not? I don't know. Is this okay. it, we only plan our show. Okay, so we should have planned our show. This, Thanks, the, Mo. The way we plan <laughs> our shows is Division Six is a combination of the first podcast slash our production it's meeting. It's entirely true. No, we prepare like six obvious. hours before this, so we oh, make yeah. it as best as, as good as possible. Eagle, where's the Wi-Fi? You know, Wi-Fi? It's here. Please okay. it's here. Oh, my Wi-Fi is So off. let's start by recapping the games. No. Nope. Then we'll move into nope. the playoffs. No, we're gonna start with context first because you never do context. But what's that it, is the context. context. Yes. Games that games that just happened. The games that happened. What happened in so the standings? The, uh, turned turned so like break down the so matchups. What happens is that you guys don't actually understand anything about media, especially Eagle. Uh, for it's up to Eagle, we would just be talking numbers. Uh, yeah, if, it was up, if it was up to Simon, we would just be talking cliches. But in Division well, Sixty, you know, in Division Sixty, Conference B, uh, what happened at one point early in the weekend was that Magdo lost. They took a surprising loss um, oh, so to BDR. So we're doing what I'm saying. On Monday. No, but wait, I'm going back. So on Monday, they lost, right? Yes. So that set up an interesting situation whereby before Wednesday's games, Fighting Tigers, McDowell, t- Trailer Park Boys, Lake Asse, all in play for one of the top two seats. Yes. Uh, due to tie breaks and, w- and so on and so forth. Um, so I looked at that and I was like, oh my God, that's insane. Because we all figured... McDowell's going to win out. I know Fine Tigers are going to win out. Fine Tigers are going to win out. They're right? Gonna, they're going to lock it, but you don't just win out. You change divisions. Yeah, you, that's it. You get promoted. Like it's not just, oh, okay, you're the first seed. You play the seventh, right? The way in usual divisions in FPF, if you're one or s- the first or second seed, if you if the division doesn't have a bye, which should happen sometimes, you get to play the seventh or eighth, which, yeah. again, not the end of the world between one and two, right? right? But in Div 6D, it changes things. Yeah, and so that's the thing is like, 
we this is we always say that the playoff seedings don't matter a ton so in FPF. This is the division where it matters the most. So was it really like a bad loss by Matto? Did they try to tank and fail? <sighs> well, the thing is, so McDonald now, and, and we'll see. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. To the, we'll analyze that when we look at the the the, the seedings and okay. playoff matchups. But wh- what's interesting is that the so McDonald goes to becomes a fourth ranked team yes. of Division Six D. Yes, which means they play the fifth ranked team from Division Six. Yes. So they, whereas if they finished higher, they would have played the team from the bottom half of the ranking. Yes. So well, if they would have finished a seed lower, so they couldn't have finished lower. No, would have finished in six D. So if they would have tanked better. Yeah. They would have stayed in 6D as a top seed in 6D. But since they felt the tank, instead of being potentially the first or second seed, they're the fourth seed. So they're playing in the necessary uh, that is much stronger than what they would have played. Yeah, and it's and only that, again, like they, they 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 did the worst of two things. Yes. They they didn't win out, so they didn't get the the favorable division six matchup. Yeah. And then and on they, top of that. They, <laughs> they they then they then won the next game. Or sorry, they they won one game, meaning they yeah. they stayed at the top of the division, and then they lost, thus ensuring that they would still play in Division Six, but against a harder yes. a harder a harder competition. Um, Come on, Macto. So an interesting thing, they they lost to BDR of all teams, twenty-two yes. six. <laughs> of all teams, uh, it shocks me. Well, like look, I mean BDR. BDR was not in the playoffs, by the way. No, that's it. Like they they struggled all season long. Uh, last two weeks they they managed to put up fifty-three points, which is I mean, oh sorry, fifty. They were they were getting much better in the last let's say four games, mm-hmm. right? Like they were playing much better, and kudos to the team for actually you know showing up and playing. We, yeah, we see too often teams sort of give up on the division, and right, like if you're one and seven, you know you're not making playoffs. Like you yeah, see we call that we call it the zone six douchebag effect. Yes, it's basically the same thing, right. except zone six effects starts in week two. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but so we decided after watching them play, Victor Nolan was the starting quarterback for McDonald. In this game, Victor Nalai goes 4 for 14, 50 yards. And then uh, Louis Philippe No comes in, goes 8 for 16, 12 yards, and throws two touchdowns, four interceptions. I'm confu- I don't understand <laughs> how it's week 10. You're, you're about to move into a higher playoff seating, and you don't, you, you don't know. We don't know who your, play, your quarterback is. You don't know who your quarterback is. What's going on, Simo? They don't care. Okay. They don't care. It doesn't matter. At the end of the, game, at the, end of the day, they've been doing this all season. Right? Like it's not well, they stopped at one point. Uh, did they know? Yes. I mean, successfully? Yes. They only lost <laughs> they only lost three games. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like it wasn't they weren't putting up fifty points like, oh, yeah. Correct. But the the, the strength, it of, the was team, the strength of the team is the defense, right? Yeah, but also they also knew at this point, like we're locked into the playoffs, we could try different things. If every single week Except that again, winning yes. ensures them a better matchup, right? But In theory, right? So there's a chance Because the Eagle the, the four the the, the the, uh, the, the first four seeds end up being the nine to twelve seed. So ninth seed plays who? Eighth seed. Nine. So they would have played the eighth seed. Now by going down to the to to twelfth seed, they have to play the fifth seed team. Yes. So it's, it's not very good. It's not a smart decision to be tooling no. around with who your quarterback but is. So so the way so there's two ways to see it. Either they try to tank and fail, which they listened to the show and realized maybe we should tank this tank of sixty. Smart. Or they don't <laughs> listen to the show, didn't know this was going to happen, and decided that the guy who's been complaining to play quarterback the whole season, just give him a shot in two games that don't matter. And now but in this game, though, Victor Nolan was the one who struggled. So who do you start if you're McDowell? 
I'll give you like a, a quick uh, rundown of uh, yes statistical comparison. Uh, there's five guys who play quarterback for this. Yes, team. which is amazing. Um, One of those five guys is who you start. <laughs> no, maybe not. So <laughs> Louis Philippe Nod, Louis Philippe Nod, who, who uh, I guess is the most successful quarterback. Twenty three for ninety three, five hundred twenty four yards, sixteen. Okay, uh, just, touchdowns. just stop being a Matt Ray. Okay, sorry. Just so go th- straight with percentage of completions. Louis Philippe Nod, fifty seven percent completions, That's sixteen it. touchdowns. How many picks? Uh, five. That's, pr- that's pretty good. That's Victor Nolan, 12 and 3, 42.5. So I, I guess Louis Philippe no. I mean, it's a much better completion ratio, but it's pretty much the same. Like the, yeah, like the, the ratios team, are both. The team doesn't seem to change, right? Right, like 16-5, 12-3, they're both good. It's not like you're, look, you're, you're staring at like a one-for-one one ratio or something like that, right? And it's like a, an 86 quarterback rating compared to 90. Like yeah, they're, they're basically the same. same. So, but... You have the opportunity of playing the hot hand if, like, it's the playoffs. So, if one guy doesn't start off the game well, you have the opportunity to switch him up. Yeah, right. And these guys are, it d- it doesn't seem to phase them. Like, it's not if Ot saw sports, you start playing bad and you throw two interceptions in for, on the first two drives, you don't really have a backup option. Fair. Like, uh, we're gonna stick with peas and we're gonna lose this game. The backup but option no, is start playing better, peas. <laughs> Yeah, look, last uh, just saying, last game of the season come from behind win. Hearts sports. So. <laughs> you're wrong. Your analysis is out of date. Just like your haircut. So then next week okay. you're gonna and be all ahead. Your clothing. Next week you're gonna be ahead and then lose. Yeah, that's oh, the goal. That's again. the dream. Karma. That's the dream. Karma or just, you know, playoffs for peace. Um Fighting Tigers <laughs> had to <laughs> win out. They beat Rosedale Renovations and then and then uh Chocolate Barracudas. Yep. Um knocked so out both teams too. Look, this this team this team struggled. Eagle, find out find out what the record was last time they played in uh, fighting fighting tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Seth Galina's team. I don't know if it was LSU Tigers or Fighting Tigers. It's something Tigers. Uh, last night. I don't know if it was the same team name exactly. Yeah. So they, I, I don't remember if they even had a win in Division Six. Okay, and now they got demoted to Six D. Went eight and two. Seth Galina. Uh, did he do ten touchdowns? That doesn't seem to make sense. Thirty four. <laughs> That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't work. No. Fighting Tigers, he played nine games, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying last time they played in FVF, what was the record? They He played on the hopeful Division Six champions. That's the one. 23 touchdowns, 69 NTs. That's what was the team's record? Uh, they were 2-8. and 2-8. and eight. Is my point? So Thank they you, just So essentially, they just flipped yeah. it. Um, so these stats don't make sense. 26 for 30, 348 yards, 10 touchdowns. <laughs> So it's the duplicate thing? Yeah, I guess. yeah, pretty much. I'm, that doesn't make sense. So either way, even though he didn't throw 10 touchdowns, he's played really well, <laughs> is my point. They're playing better, and it's not just like he has better team around him too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's some guys on the team that we don't necessarily talk that much about, like Emilio, for instance. Pampana? I feel like he's the only guy on the team we talk about. But he's also... But like in this game, like... He's also so scored, Jordan player. Chin scored, Justin Blackie scored. Everybody sort of... They found a way to use everybody well, and it's not just... Right, like they're running a system, and the the guys learned the system. So it's not so much on set Galina to play well anymore. It's just let's go out there, let's have fun, and let's just execute what we've been doing for ten weeks. It's no longer about playing hero ball, and I have to make the tough throws, and I have to sort of beat the rusher and stuff like that. It's just let's just get the ball out of my hands and see what happens. For sure, uh, Warriors took a forfeit, Division Six. Yes, they couldn't make the game. Um, it yeah, was, it was somebody's birthday yeah. or wedding or something I mean, important. The basic engagement party. They had they had this they had the Game second party. seed. I said it's something important. They had the second seed locked up. Yep. They uh, could have 
Um, they could have had the one seed, but they knew they couldn't really fall down far in ranking. So to be fair, like life does happen. Yeah. So, in, in their case, it's it's good that it happened in this situation where it didn't really matter. They're just very lucky. It wasn't their last game, and it was their second last. Because game. what happens if you forfeit in a category one forfeit? That means you don't show up in your last game of the season. You automatically forfeit whatever playoff seed you're in. So they would have potentially lost the third seed or God knows what it was and not made playoffs at all. Thankfully, they had another game on Monday and they showed up to that one. Yeah. Hurricane season had or the hardest night, schedule. Or whichever. Correct. The hardest schedule, but they, they, they started off terribly yeah, and but came back. But I'm saying they had the hardest schedule. Yeah. They end up losing the last game 31-27 to Unknown Talent. Yes. Which is a close game. Yeah, it's a close game. Um, now hurricane season moves down to 6D. Yeah. So Spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. I guess we'll, no, we'll touch on uh, that. It's not really spoilers. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on that when we get to more breaking down okay. teams and whatnot. But I know, let's, Teaser. Look, let's focus then on, on Unknown Talent, whose last two games, they won the two ga- last two games. Unknown Talent is going to be one of those teams like Hot Sauce Sports mm-hmm. where you're going to stay not a top four seed. Right, so you're not going to be from one to four. You're going to be in that middle pack that we talked about, five to six, nine. That are going to five to eight. That's going to play this six D team that moving up. Yeah. So a team like McDo, for instance, that we talked about, is moving up. We'll play a team like Hot Sauce Sports or Unknown Talent or. I mean, you have to see or we know what the matchups are, but anyway. Yes, yeah, right. They're posted, so people know. Um, but they they took on Goon Squad in last game. Yep. Thirty nine twenty five, and they and they beat Hurricane Season by by one score. Does does any of that worry you about Unknown Talent? I think it. it Gives credit more to Hurricane season than to like worry me about. Unknown but even Gunscott, Gunscott's put up twenty five points. Yeah, that that's a bit odd. But again, unknown talent are known to like implode in games that don't really matter. I mean, it it mattered for seeding though. Like, yeah, but you clinched already, right? So that's true. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, unknown talent, like all season long, like twelve points, zero points, zero points, uh, twenty one points. Like, I think that was the highest point total they scored all season. Yep, allowed. That's no, oh, sorry, no, they scored thirty-one. They scored thirty-one against TBA. Yeah, and and Goon Squad scored twenty-five against. They go against TBA. Fine, equally struggling team. Yep, they put up thirty-one points. But then, to their credit, they put up twenty-five points against unknown talent. Which the, the thing with unknown talent is, there's so many variables in that team. Like sometimes the guys just yell at each other and stop. Sometimes playing. they're late. Sometimes they, they show up. Yeah, they sometimes they're late and they allow twelve points before the game starts. Right, yeah. they could be, able, or they started with five, so they scored. Or listen, Gunsfeld could have had a good week. Like they, they connected on like, a few well, deep throws. Master Master Chini threw two touchdowns, but he also ran for two touchdowns. Like, it could know. just be a matter of you know you throw a ball, the guy misses the tackle, and the defense you know was caught off guard, and there you go, forty five. For sure, I love seeing Alex Dakula with a touchdown, knowing it's not eagle. <laughs> the better, the better version. I'm joking with people that he's a better athlete than me and it's equally, if potentially not smarter. So it's the next best thing to having a clone. It's, yeah. it's not a joke. He is better than you. Uh. Did you see any games of Division 61? Sorry. Yes, I did. Sorry. I have a. Uh, Something sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which game? I will not apologize for you. I asked Which you something sorry. Yeah, sorry, I was pulling you. Stop saying sorry. I, I did not apologize. You just did. Nope. Pick a game. Stop pressuring yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Green Monster Vultures. That was a weird game to me. Because? 
So, Green Monster has been struggling this season. We mm-hmm. expected them to be a very strong team yeah. coming into the season, considering what they did last winter. And uh, But the flaw was the same, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But their defense has always been good. And usually they were able to win with their quarterback scoring, you know, between 18 and 25 points. But they also, they were strong in Division 6D. Now they're in Division 6. Yeah, but they also... Has the, the one difference between 6 and 6D is ex- experience and teams which, that have experience which, and have a co- experienced quarterbacks. Which they have, too. Like, they... They're but they're cool, but I'm saying at the most important position they didn't have experience. Yeah, All other teams in the division at the most expo- important uh, position had experience. So yeah, that's that's, yes. the, that's the big that's but the flaw. It's also like they they do have like an extra season, right? Like they played before, so mm-hmm. they knew what they were coming into. Like it's not it wasn't so much of a shocker. I was expecting better from them this season. Actually, I was expecting this throughout the season. I was expecting this sort of green monster team. So they showed up against Vultures this season. Vultures is a good team. And Green Monster, I was expecting Vultures to be able to put up you know, 35 points against Green Monster at this point of the season. Mm-hmm. If it was week one, I probably would have predicted a score similar to this. And So, also, look at stats again, by the way. Yeah, I was looking at it. Eagle. That doesn't make send, sense. Uh, send your thing. Carlo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Patrick is someone who didn't have eight sacks. I would assume he had four. Yeah, eight but is that eight's a lot. Is that is that the difference, though, between stopping Vultures and... Like Owen Bajarski, just even when he doesn't run, his ability to buy time in the pocket, and he has a he has a rocket, right? So yep. he buys time, and then it's not like he buys time and then floats the ball, and the defense has a chance to make a play. He he buys time, his receivers are fast. Eventually, a guy's wide open, and he fires it to him. But if you if you look at it, so if you look at the total yards because of the amount of sacks that he took, it take we're taking sacks off passing yards in this yeah. league, right? But if you look at the amount and, of receivers, and the yards are, and the yards are d- doubled. Yeah, but only on one side. Oh, it's okay. So that's so, if, it's if so you, weird. If you actually look at the, <laughs> if you actually look at the stats, he passed for forty-seven yards, total. Yeah. That that's actual like shut down defense by Green Monster. Well, but Patrick Jason is a Division Three rusher. Patrick Jason is a very good rusher, but he's he's not necessarily the fastest guy. But no, he's, he's very good at angles. angles exactly. Reminds me of uh, Zachary Albergill, the guy who got the mm-hmm. twenty-nine sack record a few seasons back in Division Six. Very similar type of rusher. Not the fastest, but very good at angles and making sure you're sick in the pocket. Phil Kovacic, same style. Yeah. Well, Phil Kovacic is faster. Like he's but, a, but a bit of yes, a, but his real strength is, yeah. is his angles. He once, never makes a mistake. Once that defense understands they got that kind of rusher with them, then they start playing... Jump the first thing. Closer to the, the receivers. They start yeah. jumping routes on the first reads. Makes it difficult for a quarterback to get rid of the ball early. And then the rushers closing in. Those, those kinds of guys don't miss and you can't buy time. So you turn into situations where you get a lot of incompletes, bad sacks, interceptions, and these guys really shine. So the, Patrick Jason is a very good rusher. And against a guy like Owen, who's not necessarily the most experienced quarterback in FPF to understand how to play against this guy on the spot, that this sort of stats happen. Okay, let's get into playoff stuff. Playoff um, stuff. I'm going to ask a lot of questions because my article is basically breaking on... Breaking down the the the, 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 like, Mo not being here complicates things. So, uh, essentially, I'm going to ask what the keys are. Okay. And then we'll do, well, let's, first we'll look at the playoff seedings. Okay. Then when we look at the matchups, we'll talk about um, what you think will happen and why and what you think the score will be. Okay. Um, And I'll ask for both of you guys. So that way we have two analysts still. Can we do predictions during the analysis, not after? Yes, yeah, at the same time. So just to remind everyone See? how these Meeting. standings work, um, we have 18 teams from Division 6 and 14 teams from Division 6D making playoffs. So it was 
nine teams from Conference A, nine teams from Conference B in six, and then same thing, it's seven and seven in six uh, D. But after that happens, there's a magical seeding process that okay, we have. Okay, we'll talk about the fact that Fat Diablo's lost. <laughs> yes, we you, can. You just did. So there we go. Okay. Fat Diablo's lost. <laughs> I just wanted to eh, suck it. Um, so now you have the way that works is seeds nine to twelve. So first off, the first four seeds are the ones that are winning the co- top of the conference and everything. So yep. that already counts. Um, then nine to twelve are actually lowered, so they don't actually hold the nine to twelve seeds. They go down to thirteen to sixteen. And so they play. They have to play the top four seeds. The, the top seeds of the conference. Exactly. Seeds thirteen to eighteen get relegated or demoted into six D. So. A blessing or a curse, whatever. We'll see. Your legacy isn't as great as it could have been had you won Division Six. The <laughs> top four teams of Division Six D, so the first place team in each conference, and then the next best two, you guys get promoted, and you guys get the nine to twelve seeds that the other guys shifted down for. So you get an easier matchup in round one against your Division Six rivals, and then everyone else uh, from five to fourteen seeds, you are uh, basically l- the rest of Division Six D. So the ones from 11 to 16, you guys are playing 1 to 6, if I can do that properly, yes. And then 7 to 10, you guys are playing within the same division and everything. If I could do that properly. So, yeah, that's just kind of give everyone a breakdown of what this is. If you're looking on the screen, you have a color scheme that shows you how it's done. There's so many colors. It's Yeah, colorblind people, I'm sorry. Or depending on which color blindness you, know you have, I, As a colorblind welcome. person, it's not bad. I can actually see the difference. Yeah, because also because there's so many colors, it doesn't phase you anymore. There's just too many no, colors. That's not how that works. You, just, you don't see the colors. For example, if they're all shades of blue, <laughs> it, it wouldn't work. If they're oh, all yeah? shades of reds and greens, but in this case, yellows. Do you see many shades of gray? No. Like 50? No. Okay. Way to make a uh, very, very you shame uh, yourself. outdated joke. Yes, everything about you is outdated. Not everything. everything so do you guys want to start with Division 6 or 6D first? Um, let's go. Start well, let's, let's start with like I want. I want to ask a question about all this. Uh, so this is the first time we've done this as an experiment. Well, we've done this, just not the. Well, this version of yeah, okay. this. The, the, the first this version of this. This is the first time we've promoted and relegated teams with this specific set of rules. It's two how did, really. How did you guys think it went? We'll see. I actually think that it's. I, that's I'm, I know we'll see. I'm asking you a different <laughs> question. What do you yeah, think? I'm, not what do you know? I, I'm thinking that. Realistically, I don't think it's going to be a m- bigger difference uh, from what we did last time. So uh, the whole relegation, delegation Except thing, that you I guys like gave the Ducks championship by putting them in the wrong division. We didn't give them anything. You basically they earned them. it. Yeah. They played well. They, they played earned really it well. after we gave it to them. Yeah. <laughs> they really played well. Uh, I don't feel bad about that. But it's it's a, bit, a little bit of a different scenario because we don't get to choose who goes in and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also feel like we might not have the right seating down yet, but we'll see. Right? Cause so uh, with the way with the way teams get promoted and relegated, who which group of teams got screwed, and which wh- which ones are doing the screwing? The one that I feel they got screwed the most are the Div Six D team that are the third and the fourth seed. So like Macdo, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yes, they shouldn't be in that position. It's on them. But at the same time, they are the fourth best seed. Are you just saying that because of McDo? I, I actually yeah, disagree no. with you. Even? I think the average Joe, Scranton, Stranglers, Vultures, and Pension Plan 9-12 to 12 are the ones that got screwed. Because they went from having a middle-of-the-pack matchup to now facing the strongest teams. Yeah, that, that also... But you you also become the lowest seeds in Like average Joe's went 6-4, and four, right? Yeah. And they have to face one of the four division they winners. They have to play dog pound. Yeah, but yeah. if you're playing in... Conf- in, in 
Division four or three or two, six and four is the seventh seed. I understand. So but it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Right? It's six and four is good, but it's not a great record where you shouldn't be right you should be middle of the pack, but you shouldn't be higher than that. So you should be looking at a five or but six. It's not middle of the pack. They're at the bottom of the Well if you're a bracket. sixth seed, you're basically They're not succeed though. Yeah, in this case you're slightly They're below the thirteenth seed. Yeah. Thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in the eight seed division, right? Like you're still in the bottom twenty five percent. Okay. Like all I'm saying is yes, it sucks for them. So who's doing I, the screwing? Who's doing the screwing? Yeah. I, Staff. I, I actually think it's the, the, the fifth, sixth, seven, eight seed in division six. But you're assuming that division six yes. is automatically stronger 100% than division six. Because the thing is, like we don't know, for example, B ballers, we don't know them coming into the league. They, they don't know for sure. B ballers might be the strongest team. In Division 6. But that, that that's Across also the, the reason why we're doing this. Yeah. Right? But I think that they're going to be doing the screwing. Like, the 5th and 6th seed will be playing the 3rd and 4th seed from Division 6. Okay, so specifically that part I of the... I think that these two teams are going to have the easiest of the first round matchup. Or whoever ends up being the first seed in Division 6. But that's sort of like uh, the 1 against 16 sort of yeah. matchup that usually goes in the heavy favor. I think, I think honestly, like, and we'll look at the matchups in a second, but... Um, I th- this is to me the best division six playoffs. Like, I you know we, I hate predicting whatever, but in now that we're in a situation where we have to predict and preview, this is the the to me I think I think this will be the most exciting division six slash six D playoffs we've ever had. Well, like we'll have the best games. It helps because the, the the first seed, so the first overall, which is the first division six number one team, mm-hmm. doesn't play the 18th seed of division six. Yeah, right, we're not looking at. They're playing the lowest three and seven team that barely made it in. The they're pack. gonna play like the ninth. Not Fat Diablos. Yeah, all Fat Diablos to do is beat the pack. No, uh, no, they didn't beat the pack. They lost they and didn't make the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. All Fat Diablos to do is beat yeah. the pack. They did. But then they, they, right. So it makes it interesting because the top <laughs> seeds don't get to play the lowest of seeds. They get to play guys who are, like you said, sort of lower than middle of the pack. It should make for better matchups. Yeah. Uh, and the middle of the pack, we'll see. I think the top two teams in Division Six, the Astrid has a chance of upsetting. Eagle, do you have uh, a different idea of who's doing the screwing, or is it the same teams doing the screwing? Um, I honestly think the six D teams that got promoted are in a very good position to win some matchups here. Like yeah. just and just in, at least in comparison to what the original matchup would have been. So let's assume for a second we would have had the base one to sixteens of Division Six playing each other like a regular format. You would have had the sixth place D two, the Mighty Ducks, playing against the eleven place Vultures. I don't know about you guys. For me, that's an uh, easy win. For, for Ducks? I no, disagree. I think that's for a great Ducks. matchup. I've played Vultures, and I've seen Vultures. Play, they're one of the best teams in Division 6. Yeah, I think it's a good game. They're good, dude. I like that. Okay. okay so you, what is it now? Now they got to play Los Siete Amigos. Uh, that's also a good game. Yeah. Like, like, I like either game. Like Honestly, there's not a lot of... like. I don't think we'll see a lot of blowouts. I don't think so either. I think and with gonna, that... But I think there would have been more And with blowouts. that, we're getting into the playoff <laughs> matchups. Um... Do you want 6 or 6D? Uh, do I need to say transition so you know what I'm doing? I wasn't finished my sentence. It d- doesn't matter if you're finished. I decided you were done. No, it matters. Um, I got your back. 6 or 6D? Okay, well, six. Let's, let's let's quickly run down who, uh, what the seedings are. You're the worst. I did that already. All right. <laughs> I know. I just saw you change graphics. I was trying to piss you off. You're the worst. Let's start, what do you want to start with, Simo? 6. The top. The top. All right, Division 6. The first game is Dirty Laundry against Benchaplan. Yeah, I'm pulling up the graphic. 
It's okay. I got. I have too many things open. And one more thing to mention for those of you looking on the screen: yes, it's bracket style for our graphic, but it is a full reseed. So those of you who are doing your March Madness bracket, this is not it. We do it it every season. We should do it that way. It's called Division Six. It confuses people. Uh, We we reseed. That's just the way we do it. I know, but. But it, it says though what happens next. I know, I know it does. <laughs> like it's, it's actually that's why I wrote it there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then reading. Are we doing six? Oh, I opened the wrong thing. I opened six. Okay, dirty six. Dirty laundry plays Patrick. So dirty laundry. Um, just to give a quick recap, dirty laundry. We all know uh, Avery Lala, young stud quarterback, finished top of the division um, in the running for quarterback of the year. Are we announcing award winners tonight? I don't know. Are we? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if we have time next week. I think next week's late because uh, well, you're in charge. So you <laughs> tell me. We'll see you later in the show. Um, we might, we might not. And they're, play, they're playing Pension Plan. Pension Plan is a strong team from been in Division Six a long time, yep. but they had a really, really tough season. Uh, the they came guard. in at five and five. Eagle, be there to double check the records for me, please. The old guard. The old guard. They're not getting young. Oh, they're no, not they're getting not. younger. I mean, they're called Pension Plan. So, what do you? How do you think this game will pan out? So, and then what's your pick at the end? And then so Eagles gonna do that after he verifies the record. If Pension Plan for Pension Plan to win this game, they cannot. Lot like realistically, they cannot go toe for toe with toe to toe, toe to toe, toe to toe with Dirty Laundry because if if they give each other seven, six or seven possessions, Pension Plan will not score six or seven times. Correct. So they need to slow the pace down the way they've been doing last winter season when they were successful that's the one thing they were doing is they slowed down the game a lot to two three possessions per half and bank on the fact that the other team's younger is going to make one mistake so if you're able to so if Vince Pisano is able to score every drive even if he doesn't get all the converts he could put pressure on the other team if they make one mistake they'll win this game whereas Dirty Laundry they want the exact opposite right they're looking at a fast paced game yeah Continue speaking. That's good. <laughs> they're gonna be looking at a fast-paced game where they want to score forty bombs and put the ball back in Vince Pisano's hands. But so that's that's the strength of Vince Pisano is he has two he has two speeds. He can play a very fast-paced game, or he can take the air of the ball and really slow it down. Yeah. I, I think he knows against a much younger team. Well, he's gonna he's see gonna it right away, right? As soon yeah. as he shows up, he's gonna see okay, these guys are fast, they're athletic, they're younger than we are. Let's not give them seven shots at the at the end zone throughout the game. So. Yes, there's a chance that Avery Lauda scores two or three forty bombs, which is exactly what they should be trying to do. He has a good arm. He should be able to take shots. He's got the receivers to do it. But if the other team takes seven to eight minutes per drive, it won't matter in the end. Because this is 6-6-D, six and six D, can we talk a little bit about the importance of the clock when it comes to playoffs versus regular season? Because there's a huge difference. A little bit, but like we have a lot of content to get through. Just quickly, but, though. Yeah. So, honestly, I'll say this. Uh, one, So... When you start playing quarterback, you're like, oh, I need to learn how to call plays. I need to learn how to throw a ball. I need to learn, um, you know, I need to learn that. I need to learn what plays to call, and I need to learn how to throw a ball. What you right? Need, the but you need to be a quarterback, a OC, a head coach. <coughs> That's the, I, I didn't say that yet. Oh, okay, sorry. So one of the, I've legit, like, in the first few seasons playing quarterback, I would literally lose games where I mismanaged time. Yeah. And... I remember being up with the lead was a nerve-wracking feeling when I first started playing quarterback. It, that's ridiculous, right? You yeah. should be happy when you have yeah. the lead. And like, <coughs> instead of like managing, okay, how many possessions should they have if there's this much time left, I would like literally like go for a dagger. I need, I need to score now, separate myself, take a, take make a, a mistake, shot. and yeah, then yeah. Oh, oh, now we're only up one score. You know, and then the game starts to get, get yeah. away from you. Um, 
on top of a bunch of other things like ball location on top of pacing on top of all sorts of stuff um that's one of the things that like is taken for granted by young developing quarterbacks by even higher division I that said it. i don't think this specific game is a place we should highlight it because vince pisano's been playing fpf forever and avery lanela was literally born with a ball in the womb <laughs> so i think it's something that vince pisano's gonna have in the back of his head but avery won't necessarily think about yeah in this particular situation for sure and for those of course who uh, are curious about the birth of avery lanela you can read about the time travel voyage in my previous article uh, for those of you who read it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, war, so, Eagle, what are your thoughts on the game? Yes. It's I'll wait. It's our usual battle. It's the whole ver- speed versus experience <laughs> type of thing, right? So or who needs to step up for Dirty Laundry to make sure that they play at the level that we expect them to? Uh, this is going to sound super generic, but I would say just the whole team. I mean, they've played uh, well the entire year. They have all. You know, you know Eagle doesn't know who's Kevin, on the roster. Give me Kevin Kusaib. <laughs> give me Kevin because he's the one that plays mm. the flats and needs like to be. Need, yes. Needs to be aggressive against Vince Pizzano, who's going to drive the field slowly. They're not going to take a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. They're going to dump it off, and he's the one guy that sees that and is good at shooting that. Yeah, I think the interesting part in this game is that Dirty Laundry have allowed 174 points in their 10 games. Pension Plan have put up 275. Yeah. That's going to be a huge difference in this one. Just to see well, which, is it going to be an offensive game or a defensive game? Pension Plan is, they do put a lot of points on the board. It just, they, it comes with mistakes, right? So uh, they need, if like, let's say Vince Pisano, you know, in a game where he has seven possessions, he'll score five times. He needs to instead make it a five possession game where he scores five times. Also, nobody could cover Junior's pair in this game. Well, Kevin Kasai is your guy, though. He's like 5'2". Yeah, he's going to get abused. Junior Spare is like 6'7". got 100 pounds he's on him. He's not 6'7". Double team. Uh, he's maybe 6 feet tall. <laughs> no, he's, well, he's taller than that. I think he's like 6 feet tall. Shade him maybe on next to Eagle. <laughs> shade him on both sides and just undercut everything. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that requires two guys. Somebody's going to be open Cause he all can, the Because his catch radius is ridiculous. Let him go find it. Yeah. Let him try and find the other guy. Get to, Let the rusher get to him, put pressure on the first read, and try and find the second one. Um. Num- so, your picks. Dirty laundry. I'm going to go pension plan. Warriors one. take on Vultures. Warriors being a two seed. They finish eight and two after a forfeit loss. Um, and Vultures, uh, they finish... Five, four, one. Five, four, and one. Um, honestly, this to me is one of the most interesting matchups in all of the playoffs. It's did they play each other during the season, Eagle? While we're, while we're discussing? They did not. Can you so what's going to happen is... I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to discuss. Then you can come back yeah, with the question. Can you say that in your head speaking. so you don't, you know. Filibustering. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so how I do you see this, this okay. game playing out? I think that in this particular situation, this is entirely on Warriors to not lose this game. Vultures is a good team. They won't make a lot of mistakes. But Vultures is not flawless. Whereas Warriors, they could run the table on them if they want to. The problem is if they start running too much. So if Mitch starts to run with the ball a little bit too much, Vultures will pick up on it and he's, they're going to make him pay. You can't it's going to be tough because if, 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 if Ben McMahon is the rusher, like it's, he's not an easy guy to run yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. But if you, you, you'll be able to run a few times in this game, even if Ben McMahon is the one well, Want to hear my most embarrassing admission? Yes. We played against Vultures. Great game, by the way. It was a one-point one game. Okay. Came down to a two-point convert in the last play of the game. It was just one of the most fun games I've played in my life. Okay. I had a ball batted down by Ben McMahon. <laughs> the dude's got hops, though, man. Uh, he can he, jump, man. He's got he's a good a sick athlete. I just I I wasn't even paying attention to the fact that he could get to the <laughs> ball. I was very wrong. 
No, no. He's I, I, I legit congratulated him after the play. I was, dude, that was sick. <laughs> I told him he's, I was like, he's that was a good sick. player, man. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's he's a key rusher against Mitch Regenbaum because he's Mitch is fast and he's quick, but Madden is also potentially faster and quicker in a way. It, but again, Vultures is not a flawless team. They're gonna allow them to to run, score, make some mistakes. They just can't go back to the well too often. What I find interesting about both these teams is that a lot of their wins on for both teams have come with very few points in differential in that game, right? So it's either tie, win by one point, win by less than a score. So And there hasn't been many blowouts on either side. There's been a forfeit for uh, Warriors, right? So there's a lot of things here that makes it such that the teams... It, it might be a tighter game than we expect for this, for this one. And it's not going to be a blowout in one way or the other. Eagle. You know why I have this disappointed look in my eyes. Because that's generic. No, because I asked you a specific question. You're supposed to come back with that question. And then you could have said anything you want. Did the two teams play each other during the season? Not. I said no. Yeah, right. You did say no. Okay, so. <sighs> or what it's told this you is why the we results. need meetings. <laughs> this is what we, we need we meetings. We need a lot of things. Okay. Um, so, who, Simon, who covers Benji McMahon, uh, Benji uh, Ziegler in this game? And is it possible? No. It doesn't matter who they put on him because they, they can't afford to put two guys on him. Correct. And. Regardless who who's on Benji Ziegler in this division as a whole, won't not won't be the whole shutdown. Um, He's gonna go for at least fifty yards in a Eagle. Owen Bojarski, can he be contained by Zach Ziegler? I have no idea. <laughs> Why do you ask me questions? Because because today you're an analyst. Because I can't say anything. Because I'm literally writing an article well, about these exact things. Well, to be fair, we do have like a lot of matchups to go through. Also, yeah. So what do you think? I think that yes, you can. I think so that's why I need you guys to be snappy with your answers. Owen is fast, but so is Zach. That's not snappy. <laughs> yes, no, yes. why? What? Th- that was why. He's fast, but the other the okay. guy is also fast <laughs> enough to keep your up pick. With him. Give me Warriors. <laughs> I hate my fucking life. <laughs> Give me Warriors. You don't. You love your life. Vic in a box. Why? Take on Scranton Stranglers. Scranton Stranglers started off the season very strong. Yeah. Uh, sort of died out at the end. Eagles going to tell us the record in a second. Vic Six in a box. <laughs> Vic in a box, one of their only losses came in a game where they're missing three of their key p- players. One of the things that's interesting about Vic in a box is they cannot have both um, Max Bira and Jordan McInnes on in the game or the forfeit, but both players are eligible or playoff eligible. So no matter who, no matter if one's missing, they can play the other one. Vic and the Bucks finished seven and three, and they have not played each other. Thank you. So one of the things I like about this matchup is Scranton Scranglers recently have been putting up a lot of points. Their offense really picked it up in the second half. The reason why this is going to matter is because Vic and the Bucks will put up minute, like at least 30 points in a game. It's what they do. They have a very good offense. Their defense is good, but they've always been a more offensive team. In this case, Scranton Scranglers will need to put up at least five touchdowns to be considered to be competitive in the game. Uh, recently, they've been able to do it. They scored 48 and 46, 46 points in the last game. Yes, it was against the NWO, but you still put up 46 points. It's a lot of points. Um, Vic and Box, to me, is the best defense in the division. Eagle, Shane Feinberg is developing quarterback. Um, who Do you think he'll be able to dissect what Vic and Box are showing him on each play? 
I don't think so. I mean, we saw Vic in a box uh, on one of the games of the week and everything, and they have a lot of movement. Uh, yeah, you struggled with it. So I, I d- honestly, there was a couple of plays that completely, they completely fooled me. So if you're looking for, they're not things you plays, see in Division Six often. If you're looking for a particular plays, which normally when you're developing quarterback, you know you have your go tos and you want to run them all the time. The more the defense picks up on that, and the more they start, you know, pressuring you to not throw that ball, the more you're going to have pressure in your face and start making mistakes. Throwing off your back foot is a killer in when it comes to this stuff, right? If you protect the ball and don't throw interceptions, put it in the ground for all we care. Burn it down, right? Yeah. If that's key, honestly, that that's a, that's one of the. Uh, best points of analysis you could have made uh, for this game is it's better against picking the box. Matt Pizzatoro is is also developing quarterback. The difference is he, he has that defense makers, behind yeah. him. So you you're better off living for another down than make a mistake with your Piximo. Give me uh, give me Scranton Stranglers here. I'm going for the upset. I gotta go with Vic in a box. Pizzatoro's development has been really good, and I think he has a defense to carry him when he, if he doesn't play well. I I feel like. We tend to in winter season we tend to pick more upsets because of March Madness. Like we, we just want to see upsets. We just want to see upsets all no, month. We know it's going to happen somewhere, <laughs> so we have to pick some. Uh, I, I was going to say I think also because in winter the matchups are much more competitive. Like sorry, also Shane Feinberg's not the quarterback for yeah, Jordan Stranglers. Schwartz. It's Jordan Schwartz. Uh, similar. Good thing you're the one writing. Well, I answered I know, the I question as if he was. The reason why is because Dog Pound's the next game, and I I legitimately. I legitimately yeah, yeah, we'll was thinking Doc Fan while saying Strangers. We'll, we'll go with that. But it's, it's Jordan Schwartz. It's, it's a similar case, right? They're two guys who are still new to the position. Uh, but now, Simo, will ask you a similar question about Jane Feinberg. He's taken on average Joe's. Do you consider Doc Pound to be a true favorite in this game? Tr- Not so much. Because? Like... Dog Pound was I, I feel Dog Pound was much better in the first half of the season than they, they have not played half. each other. Again, wait from finish. <laughs> he <laughs> Just was hold the information. The the problem with Dog Pound I have is the recent spiraling. Well, it's not spiraling, just a slump. Like they haven't been putting up a lot of points. They haven't been showing up offensively in the second half. Shane Feinberg was up and up a few seasons ago, as had some issues. Like this season, he's got 34 touchdowns, seven in, 17 interceptions. So a two-for-one ratio is not great. Yeah. right. It's one of those things that I find that Average Joes could really pick up on. Average Joes is a good defense. They mm-hmm. got some play, They got some ball hawks. If they're able to get one or two interceptions out of Shane Fabric in this game, they might hold him down to the exact two-one ratio that is, four to two interceptions. You won't win games in the playoffs throwing four touchdowns, two interceptions. Then again, Mark Bellini hasn't done much better. 35-14 is two and a half to one. So it's yeah. the quarterbacks, I think, are going to be a big difference in this one. I think, I think Laporia, though, he had seven interceptions, um, tied for the division lead in Division Six. Uh, what do you think his impact will be in this game, uh, Eagle? Just don't throw the ball deep. Just keep it away from him. I think the one thing that team, teams, especially in Division Six, end up doing is that they don't make adjustments in the game. Mm-hmm. If you see Lopore playing on one side of the field and he's basically taking away that side, just keep the ball away from him. Force Use him, basically side. make him a non-factor in the game, right? As an offense, you get to control what you're doing and the defense is giving you what their, you know, what their, their scheme is. So if they're giving you something, take it. Just take it. Don't play into their strengths. You have control over the ball. You decide where it goes. Don't give it to Lepore. Your pick? Uh, I'm going to go with... This is a tough one. This is going to be a good game. I'm going to go with Dog Pound. Simo? No, I think Dog Pound's going to lose. I so average shows? Yeah. Hot Sauce Sports take on Magdo. The first of the crossover game, let's yeah. call it. <sighs> Fucking Magdo, man. So an inter- I got a text during the show from uh, my rusher, Matthew Chadwick. 
He's like, I'm trying to do some research on who's the quarterback of this team. Who I'm rushing? I don't know who I'm rushing. I told him, bro, I can't help you. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> that was my analysis. No one knows. Uh, this game is... I find that this game sucks. Honestly, I McDo had an opportunity to play a team like Channel 4 News team. To be honest, I'm kind of worried about McDo. Well, I mean, if you're playing them, you should be because they're not a bad team. Yeah. Right? I like, I don't think it's going to be a, like a, a slam dunk easy win I'm in the sports. McDo's number one fan. Yeah. Since Jackie doesn't play anymore, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's not the spring, but uh, I just find that Magdo had the opportunity to have a better matchup for them. Like this is not a great matchup for Magdo. Uh, I think that the team Hotspur Sports is a deeper team, right? Overall? It's also because they're gonna have to put up some sort of points, right? Even if they shut you guys down, they're gonna put up twenty. Magdo, the problem is there's a chance that they might not be able to put up more than two touchdowns. And you won't win playoff games with two touchdowns. Like you'll win with twenty-five points with this sort of defense and this sort of team. Mm-hmm. But if you actually adjust well to what they do, and they they're forced to go with like um, revolving door quarterback, so they will use both quarterbacks. It won't work well for them. Um, on the other side, though, McDo has a lot of interceptions this season across their defense, right? So Pease. You know it. You have a tendency to throw pick sixes a I lot. Mean, no, so he doesn't throw pick sixes. He throws I a throw pick, pick sixes. and doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but just imagine a game move, where McDo scores twice and gets maybe one, perhaps two, two interceptions. Two. You never know. Even even if it's an interception that puts them in good field position and they can get it can convert on offense, right? Oh. I don't think I don't oh, think Hot Sauce is going to lose. You guys know this. I only threw nine interceptions this season, right? Two pick sixes would be insane. But, oh, I, I, when I, I throw interceptions, they are pick sixes. I would sixes, rip though. you so bad. <laughs> I don't see this as a shootout. I see this as does Hot Sauce Sports make more mistakes than McDo does, and I think there's a high possibility of that happening. How does oh. McDo win? Uh, slow game. Bank on the fact that you get, so maximum five possessions per team. Bank on the fact that Magdo has a very good fast defense, a both the jump, the cut, the the patterns that you're trying to run, and a good rusher that forces back foot throws, which will turn to interceptions. For Magdo to win, you throw two picks. Um, just wanted to add this in. Uh, Kevin Saint Denis uh, is interested in the fact that we have uh, Mick Cafes every week, and so he's wondering if Magdo is actually a sponsor. And mm-hmm. is influencing our opinion here. Absolutely. Yes. In fact, that's why we're throwing the game. <laughs> Hot yes. Sauce Sports will lose. Put your money on McDo. Uh, Eagle, for Hot Sauce Sports, who, uh, who steps up on each side of the ball? Uh, well, you're going to have the obvious people, right? So you're going to have uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Borsch. Actually, he's not playoff eligible. Oh, Bornstein, that's a no, big hurt. deal. Yeah. He's uh, replaced by Adam Aroos. That's Yeah, that's not good. So? I'm just no. I just I didn't realize. That's not the question I asked you, though. I know he stops. Like that was my only. Well, we know that on offense. I mean, uh, J.S. Rousey is the one who carries a lot of the offensive, I guess, receptions himself. I mean, he makes his way downfield on the little checkdowns and everything, and you basically drive a field using him. Um, On defense, uh, Danatard has he gotten a sack this year yet? (laughs) No, he's not rushing. So that's a no. He's not. He's not (laughs) rushing though. (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes ago, he wasn't rushing. Maybe he should be rushing. Put another guy into coverage. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Will Power has got to be the guy who's got to step up. Uh, I mean, uh, yes, on defense, but also on offense too, right? If they're focusing on him, it's going to have other guys going to be open. If they're not, you have to hit him on every play. Yeah. Picks. Give me a hot sauce, sports. You have to go hot sauce, but McDo uh, has a fighting chance. It's not. It's not a great matchup. Honestly, I, it's not one I was excited about. Let's put it that way. It's, well, for you guys, but I just feel like I'm McDo's fan. This is a bad draw. Like, I figure. I feel like neither team is as comfortable. Like neither team, like it's it, it's. See, I would like. It's to a game. It's a game that 
Likely will be close. If it's close, it's ugly. And if it's a good game, it's a blowout. I like if, it's, if I would have liked to see Mac Doe play a team like Unknown Talent and really like you know how Mac Doe they could, they're fast and physical and they'll be able to just chip away at Unknown Talent a little bit to frustrate them. Yeah, that and won't then work against Unknown Talent. Sort of like gonna melt down and they're gonna win this game like a crazy upset sort of thing. It yeah. won't work against I see, okay, Hot Sauce Sports. That won't happen. And then on the other side, Hot Sauce Sports is proficient and their defense is good. So it it it, it messes with the proficiency. You know what I mean? Gave so it's a free segue. I was speaking of unknown talent. Speaking of unknown talent, I didn't realize that was the next game. Fighting Tigers, unknown talent. It's not the next game. D2. It's there the anyways. Ducks. D2, the Money Ducks, take on Los Siete Amigos. Uh, Eagle, did they play this season? No, because they're in two different Thank divisions. Thank you very much. Um, so, Matt Damon. Matt Damon had a... Good season, but he turned the ball over a lot considering he's too good in playing this division. Do you have a question mark? Question mark? I don't think so. I, I think if he does, it's highway robbery. Because High, uh, Highway robbery. Oh, boy. Honestly, like, like you shouldn't even be in this division. What are you doing throwing double-digit interceptions? To be fair, you allowed him to be here. So I, How did I allow him? <laughs> Aren't you the one that runs everything? Oh, yeah. I am an algorithm. <laughs> I am I'm Al Gore's rhythm. Yes. No, I think that... D2 the Money Ducks as strong as they actually like it's a very good team I am a bit disappointed they're not in the top 4 like uh, overall I'm a bit disappointed I was expecting them to be a top seed in Division 60 not in Division 6 sorry not a uh, second tier seed yeah, let's, let's go with that second tier so mm-hmm. Hot Sauce Sports on Hotel second tier and uh, like not division winners but yeah, competitive right. just, teams yeah, yeah like 7 and 3 just not divisional winners I find that there, there's a lot of talent on D2 and Money Ducks. They're going to be a very tough team to play against because of their size and the fact that they're all very physical players. Mm-hmm. Like he's not called Big Ren for no reason. They like they're nice guys, but at the end of the day, they know that size is on their side and weight is on their side. So if you run into them, you're they're not the one going to fall. And it's that what's ma- that's what makes it very difficult to play against. And I feel like any team that comes up from Division 60 that has to play them won't be used to that. They won't be used to that sort of physicality. And it's going to take them by surprise. And first thing you know, it's 18 nothing. I would argue that Los Siete Amigos, yes, they were kind of brand new to a certain degree, right? They had some experience from the Brown de Boucherville. But for the most part, it's a new team, new roster. If we had put them in Div 6, I think they would have competed. Yeah, I, like, I agree. Oh, I don't the, think the, they the won't four teams, The four teams they got promoted got promoted for a reason. I don't think they wouldn't compete. This is a bad draw for them. It's basically small and fast against big dudes. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a ver- it's the small field. Big dudes will win. I I don't think so. I I really don't. Yeah, sure. Like, D2 so so you got Mighty Ducks to lose this game. I uh, yes, I do. I have Siete Amigos. Okay, okay, we'll see. All right, well, we'll I got the Ducks, then. bro. We'll move on then. Unknown talent take on Fighting Tigers. Uh, you guys talked about you talked about how th- there was bad matchups for the the bottom two teams getting promoted. Yeah. I feel like this is a bad matchup for Fighting Tigers. Agreed. I agree. It's it's young and fast <laughs> against old and slow. Yes, but the 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 one thing that except for Roger Emekas, that guy is jacked. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that Fighting Tigers have on their side is they've been on that side of the matchup before, right? Like all these guys, they're used to being the slower guys on the field and find ways to use that to their advantage. Uh, I think that they could sort of use and abuse unknown talents' aggressiveness against them. Uh, they're all good receivers. They're all decent route runners. I think there's a chance that. Uh, Fighting Tigers are able to force guys to jump routes and then put the ball over his head, sort of thing, mm-hmm. and like double moves. Uh, but I, it's it's the way to beat unknown talent is use the fact that they're aggressive against them. Yeah. So if you look at unknown talent, 
the games they won, Dog Pound, the games they lost, Dog Pound was week one. It happens. So week yeah. one, you're, you're, you don't have your bearings yet. They, they lost to Warriors, they lost to Hot Top Sports. So the, the teams in the middle of the schedule that they lost to are teams that are experienced, that know how to handle what they're doing. Yeah. Um, do you think that do you think that Seth Galina has an advantage being as experienced as he is? And being a guy who's an offensive coordinator, being a guy who understands the, the, the problem game. is I think that he would have a much better advantage if he wasn't playing quarterback. Like him as a receiver, knowing what he does and knowing from the receiver perspective, giving his quarterback tips. Right? Like he's smart. He, he probably understands what's going to happen. The problem is as a quarterback, I don't think he's going to be able to see it the same way. Right? Like he's not on the sidelines looking at the game saying this is what we should do. He's actually the one throwing the ball. He might yeah. not have that outside perspective that's going to help him to say, we should be running these plays at this guy this way to ma- to be successful. If he was a route runner, maybe we could see it. But as a quarterback, I don't think he's going to have the time to study it. Uh, Eagle, if Nicky Farinaccio, when he's there, he's the difference maker. Uh, who's the difference maker if Nicky Farinaccio will not be at the game? Like, who's the next guy up? <sighs> can I say myself? And by myself, Alex I mean Zachel. Alex Zachel. <laughs> You can. Uh, Why is that? Actually, no, I don't think so. Um... I think Rafael Morelli, I think I've seen him play a few times, and he can go up and get balls and everything. He hasn't been used as much because the other guys have been basically consuming it. Um, yeah, that's – I don't know. I don't I don't see an, enough of unknown talent other than just the main guys, right? I think that's the one thing that's going to be a weakness for them. Of If it's not their kind of primary receivers and DBs, the rest of the team is kind of filler to a degree. They aren't being utilized as much. Picks. Give me the talent. Yeah, I got to go with unknown talent on this. I, I just this is the one game I fear might get ugly. I still haven't done like a real breakdown to see like how what I what I think will happen. But honestly, it's it's a game where if it gets away, it'll be bad. If it gets away, it's going to be a forty point difference. It's going to yeah. be terrible. My big worry for fighting Tigers. Except Galina can't come from behind this game. <laughs> they they went eight and two, but their schedule was pretty weak, and they played a lot of teams that weren't any good. So I, I feel like their the, record's very much inflated. What's and that's going to show. What's interesting about unknown talent is we know they're good. We know they're one of the best teams in the division. We we absolutely know that as a fact. That said, the three losses came to the three the three high seeds that they oh, played yep. against. But so th- that also what makes them <coughs> like a lock to be in the final rounds of the playoffs. They won't make it to the championship per se, but usually you'll be able to beat the lower seeds and make it into you know mm-hmm. what what is supposed to be like the six the sweet sixteen of the equivalent of our sweet sixteen. There's literally sixteen teams in this round. Yeah, it's but very confusing. <laughs> you could just chose another number. No. Um, Channel Four News team take on B ballers. B baller Johnny Cassati had a forty-seven touchdown to three interception Insane. season. Insane. Um, was he just? Beating up on lower, uh, lower tier talent. Yes. Um, also, B ballers doesn't belong in the FCD. Correct. It's. I mean, look. It's a Div Five team that couldn't play in Div Five because some of the guys already played Div Five, so they said, "Well, let's play different." They system. also didn't need Gab Wiseman and. Uh, and no, but uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like Gab Wiseman also already played in Div Five, so he's like, "I, I want to play." The, those guys did also have played on that team. I think it's thirteen though. Is it? Yeah, I pretty, it's well, I mean, that's just dirty. Yeah. But he didn't have a choice. He's not going to put that team in three. <laughs> Josh Viz, that's the name, says B Ballers is a serious contender, and I completely agree with him. I think they're they're the real deal. deal they're the real deal here. Yeah. So the one the one thing they have working against them is the Eagle. Find out what the strength of schedule was too. Like where they ranked? Uh, it wasn't bad actually. For it's about in the middle of the pack. Yeah. They went nine and one against teams that were five oh five. So. That's okay, but I feel like they like like they're likely a team that can move on early on. But 
they're going to face a team at some point that's going to give them difficulty because they're going to do things they haven't seen. Yeah, that's not so Channel 4 News team. What? That is not Channel 4 News team. I was going to say, it may not be Channel 4 News team, but like there's interesting defenses, right? Also, like, like if, you look, if you look in... Unknown talent has absolutely the ability to run with them. You look at uh, defenses like Vic in the Blocks, defenses like Hotel Sports that take yeah, away the ball, defenses like even like Dole give them trouble during the season. But the problem with that is, like, for B ballers, their defense is amazing. Like they, just the, the one two punch of William Pocket and Gabo Eisman is stupid. It's, it's dumb. So you got a very, very fast and athletic team that has. Guys that played it. Like, if it wasn't for Gab Wiseman and Chavero, I could say, listen, they, they might get caught off guard in situations they don't know how to, to deal with. It won't be the case because you got two veterans on the team that have been in FPF for... Like, Chavero hasn't been in FPF for a long time, but Wiseman has been in FPF for too long. And he's, I think he has a, a good enough leadership role to, to bring B-ballers far into the playoff. Um, will B-ballers have trouble if Jenny Cassati is forced to drive the field instead of just throw up deep balls? No, I think that the the receivers are fast enough to even if he has to throw four yard hooks, they're gonna make fifteen yard plays out of that. I mean, he's thrown three interceptions all year. Like so that's dumb. that's crazy. Yeah. So that's insane. I mean, well, he was he was a uh, an acclaimed quarterback before he started in FPF, right? We all knew uh, he's a his background. We talked about it on the, I believe the first show yeah, of the season. He's a tackle quarterback. Uh, that said, Greg Castile only threw seven interceptions all season long. Which is also very good. Um, yeah, and but 50% less touchdowns. Like 32 <laughs> to compare to 47. Correct. Correct. Um, but like I like I like this running this running car. I like Noah Groper. I like Jonathan Perez. I like Benji, Benji Swimmer. Uh, Swimmer. And Benji Swimmer is also an excellent rusher. Yes. So he's a guy who might cause issues for, for Johnny Cassidy. Needs to. Absolutely. Needs to. You can't. The problem is, even though B-Boss is a lower seed, in my opinion, they're their favorite in this game. I think what's interesting here is that I both mean, it's also 8-9, right? So yeah, it's not a huge <laughs> underdog. Cassati and Castillo both uh, average approximately 58% completion rate, but Cassati averages 13.7 yards a pass, whereas Castillo averages only 9. But so, like, that's the thing. That's if you're going to beat B-ballers, you need to take away the ball. Yeah. And yeah. Make that yeah. Find a way to do that. Yeah. But Trump's. Um That moves us into Division 6. Oh, wait. Your picks. B-ballers. Uh, I think it was pretty evident. I, I think I made it clear enough. Yes. Division 6D. What? Seventh rounders. They're where I think they belong. Seventh uh, rounders? Yeah, I think so. They're, they're a solid team that just doesn't know what they're doing yet. I think they're going to be a strong team in 6D. Yeah. Before we move on, we actually have Seth Galina saying, I take credit for Janny because I worked with him for like four hours last year. Okay, now. <laughs> uh, then shut up and beat unknown talent. <laughs> so. uh, How is that related? What? He said Jenny. I know. I'm, call, I'm saying Seth's got to go to do his own work now. He can't just take credit for other people. Yeah, but that's what he's doing, though. Taking credit for other people? Yeah. 6D. That's it, that is what he's doing. He's taking credit for Jesus, other people's work. Come on. I hate you so much. So, see, like, what you need to do is listen to the show. And improve <sighs> seven your rounders <laughs> past their prime time. Thanks I, for an answer. I agree that seven rounders in this particular scenario, this helps them a lot. The fact that they were a weaker seed, like if they would have been, if they would have been twelve and playing in six against the top teams, they probably would not have fared so well. Mm-hmm. In this particular situation, against Pastor Primetime, Seven Rounders is a heavy favorite. Yeah, um, the issue has been with Seven Rounders is they don't score a ton, but they won't need to score that much in sixty. Mm-hmm. Right, you could literally get away with one less touchdown. 
So my big worry for past our prime time is they had the third easiest schedule in 6D and yet still finished three and seven. That is a big concern. Yeah, it's it's something to, to, to monitor. Uh, and on the other side, Jonathan Harris, Terry Vavilis, uh, Angel Morlados, good receiving core. And Terry Vavilis is an excellent rusher as well. Um, for past our primetime Eagle, um, if they're going to succeed, what kind of game plan do they need to to present? And who, who's gonna who's gonna be the guy who steps up? Look, they're allowing two hundred and sixty three points against, okay. and they're only putting up one hundred and forty. In a couple of those cases, there's been some blowouts, but against teams that can score points. If you look at seventh rounders, they can score points consistently. Like they're averaging about 25 to 30 points a game, which means that you're going to need to stand on your head on defense and make sure you're slow down this game as much as possible, force them to take everything nice and slow and turn it into a one possession game. That's the only way you're going to have a chance here. Yeah. I am. Um, prime times offense season high was 19 points. And look, it's Joshua Vasquez with seven touchdowns, and the next best player has two. Jerry Gilbert. Yeah, but their their season high was nineteen. Yeah. So don't expect them to be able to put up thirty. Yeah. They're gonna have to absolutely shut down seven rounders and make it a fourteen to twelve ugly game. Yeah. Or like a nineteen eighteen. If they're if they're really lucky, maybe they get like a twenty five twenty four and they can manage to squeeze it out. I mean it's this is gonna be tough. Squeezing it out's important. Picks. <laughs> seven rounders. Seventh rounders. Hurricane season takes on DGC Wait. Eagle. You mentioned something to me before the game, before we got here, about how Hurricane season should run the table in Division Six D. Why do you think that's the case? They have the hardest schedule in Division Six. They were playing opponents on average of six eleven, and they still finished five hundred. To me, that shows that they're the sleeper pick of this division, and they're going to run away with it. That's my honest feel. Okay, great analysis, Mister Mathisian. Hurricane season is a good team, fast, athletic. They've got a, a lot of experience on their side. Playing against a lower seed like DGC. So, DG, okay, so the problem with DGC is I don't understand how they're 3 and 7, considering how talented this roster is. And they started, I believe, 2 and 0. Oh. They started really well, but yeah. they've, they've crashed. Yeah, but they beat Chocolate Barracudas really and Lionhearts week 1 and 2. I mean, fair. Yeah. But they, now that we know. <laughs> but they also crashed. Like, they were putting up points no longer. So. And against a team like Hurricane season, this is going to be a blowout. This is this is a four point, a four score possession difference. Is there a chance Sean Martin throws less than four interceptions? Less than four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, there's a chance he plays super safe, but it's turnover and downs instead. It won't turn into points. In their defense, they had the hardest schedule in six D. So you can give them other than game. those first two wins. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically it, though. Other than the first two wins, they won one. They went one and eight against hard teams. So you can what? say that like, okay, fine, maybe they're better than we think they are. But Hurricane season had harder opponents and did better. Um, DGC, look, we know we the guy we know to focus on is Forty Evangelista, especially for his 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 mind. Uh, what can he do from a defensive perspective to stop? Uh, the attack of Brandon Bell. You need a good rusher to begin with. You need a lot of speed and you need to be able to... You need guys to... So the problem when you're facing a team like Hurricane Season is once a receiver catches the ball, you can't one-on-one him. Like you can't just expect the guy who's covering him to tackle them. You need a second or third guy to come in and undercut or cut where he's going because they're going to be faster than you. Mm-hmm. A guy like Benjamin Madden, once he touches the ball... No, nope. sorry. That's not the guy I had in mind. But once hurricane season as a whole, through speed, if they're running drags, for instance, across the board, which they do often, you're running a drag. If the re- receivers, the DB's trying to 
follow him. He's behind him, misses the tackle. He, he turns it up for 15 yards. Yeah. You need the other side of the defense to be able to jump in and intercept him if you want, right? But that means either you're playing man and getting beat or you're playing zone and not respecting your coverage, right? If there's big wide holes like that, someone's following a guy they shouldn't be following. Yeah, but if you're... They, drags beat man. That's what it does. Yes. So don't run man. Play zone and yeah, cover it up. Like, you know, get to the ball. Expect it. Um, your picks. Uh, give me hurricane season. Hurricane season. Fourth and twenty take on Real Bros of, of Simi Valley. Fourth and twenty is one of those teams that have been really, really tough to play against all season long. Um, what, Simon? What impact do you think Jason Dracchio will have for uh, fourth and twenty? Or sorry, four twenty blazing. Four twenty blazing. It's coming up, by the way. Yeah, I don't. So this is my thing with fourth and twenty is. They're a tough team to play against because they're very trippy. They're loud. And once they get sort of the control of the game, it's very difficult for them to, for any opponents to overcome that. Right? It's it's their one strength. Is They're not flashy. They're not the best team on the field. But they, they sort of grab a lead and really hold on to it. In this particular situation, I find that because they're the higher seed and like the favorite per se, they're going to end up with a, a decent lead. And they're, it's intimidating to play against them. Mm-hmm. I don't see Real Bros being a team that has the character to sort of overcome that intimidation and they're going to end up trailing most of the game and as soon as they make one mistake their team goes up two scores and the game's over Eagle um, Ryan Shapiro had six touchdowns as a receiver but since has taken over a quarterback we've seen John Francom uh, rise as a receiver for uh, Real Bros of Simi Valley uh, do you think that duo can do anything to uh, disrupt the favorites fourth and twenty? So I think what's interesting here is that Shapiro, you said he had six touchdowns before switching, and then Francom has uh, seven. The next closest person has four, and there's three people tied for it. So yes, you can say that he's primary receiver now that they made the switch, but not really. Like, it was already being distributed across the field. So if you're... If you're going to be the 4th and 20 defense, who do you take away? It's not a primary target. It's all over the field. So, nah, I don't think it really matters. Picks. We have to speed it up, guys. We I'm going to go real bros. You're hosting. Uh, I know, but you guys are talking forever and not being snappy like I asked you to. Uh, Green Monster. They've had trouble scoring all season. They take on Brewers, who for much of the season have been surprising. Uh, Jeffrey LeFave, do you think he'll be able to diagnose with Green Monster doing Yes. Defense? I think that Jeffrey LeFave is the perfect quarterback to beat Green Monster. He's the sort of guy that's not necessarily flashy, athletic, whatever, but he's smart and he finds the holes and zones. Green Monster is a smart defense, but again, they're not the most flashy players. And I find that if there's a one matchup that works well for Jeffrey LeFave, this is it. Does Green Monster score enough to be competitive against Brewers? Uh... If Lafarge starts throwing interceptions, then maybe. Um, I, I don't see that happening. I can't see. I can't see Green Monster putting up more than four scores in this game, and I don't think that's going to be enough. Your picks? I'm going to go Brewers. Nah, 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 give me uh, uh, Green Monster. Sorry. No, no, give me Brewers. What am I saying? Okay. What am I saying? Brewers. Um, Sharknado. Oh, Sharknado. They're in a good spot. No, they actually. A bad spot. They they um, <laughs> they team that has had bright moments. Their defense has improved greatly as the season's yep. gone on. They take on the best team, best the best, hi- best defense in the history of FPF, Bud Knights, uh, who fell to 12th. Uh, are Bud Knights really the lower seed in this game? No, I find that Chardonnay a good team. They're, they had a good season. I'm happy for what they were able to do. The problem is, how is Bud Knight 12th? 
Mm-hmm. That's the real question. Their their defense is good. Like, okay. Maybe. Well, I mean, best defense. I mean, the greatest. Uh, also, their offense is bad. Right? Like, Bud Knights is a tough team to play against overall. Regardless of the seeding, it's a tough team to play against. In this particular situation where they're not playing the first seed, first overall seed, Bud Knights is, like, this is a good matchup for them. Uh, here's something that's going to blow your mind. They had the easiest schedule in 60. With this. Bud Knights. Knights best defense. so weird. Best defense. That's so weird. Best Not really, because if you actually look at the opponents they played and how many points their opponents have put up, it's actually somewhere middle of the pack. So Best not defense. really. Best defense in all sports ever. In all sports ever. Best defense. I didn't say best defense in football. I said best defense it's in all sports. Better in than the things. Legion of Boom. In all. No, things. no. We've already established the best ones in football. Yeah, but like. Name me a better defense. Th- like better than the Detroit Pistons team that upset the uh, the uh, yes. Lakers. Yes, right. one. All right, that's it. What's next? That's fine. That that's the only one you had. That's the only one I got. Because right. I knew Bud Knights was that good already. <laughs> I, I didn't know they were better. <laughs> now I know. Better uh, than the 1982 Team Italy World Cup team defense. Yes. For which I am named Paolo. Really? Because Paolo Rossi was on the team. Absolutely. That's pretty funny. I was born that year. What about David? <laughs> Uh, random. <laughs> Just out of a dumpster. That's the first name they found. Um, <laughs> who wins the game? Uh, Bud Knights. Sharknado. Um, the pack take on potatoes. Potatoes! Potato. Ryan Leftcourt. Look at his stats, Eagle. Uh, Simo, it's been a one-sided attack. Eagle's going to tell you why in a second. Uh, do you think that the fact that they have one receiver will help them, will, will allow them to beat a team like Potatoes? No, no. Nobody who has one receiver will be the team. They, they won three games in tight, <laughs> tight yeah, game this season. Somehow, even though everybody knew. I think the part that's confusing is fifty-two receptions for five touchdowns. Like, what are you doing? Because I guess by red zone you realize, like, let's just cover one guy. <laughs> yeah, because Andrew April actually has twenty-two receptions for seven TDs and two hundred ninety yards, so he's actually way more efficient than Left Court. So it begs the question: Why does the ball keep going to one guy? Yeah. This potatoes defense is for real, man. Like twenty picks this season, like twelve sacks. You're averaging two picks in a sack per game. It's yeah. a good defense, and their offense is good too. I mean, they put up a lot of points. Yeah, the like, potatoes is a good team. Potato. And I find that potatoes is the sort of team that you make a mistake, they're gonna go up two scores, and you're not catching up to them again. Picks. Potatoes. Give me sure. some salt. Give me some mayo. Give me some potatoes. <laughs> Everybody would be like, give me some of the pack <laughs> because I want packs of salt, packs of mayo. <laughs> that would have worked. Um, number seven, Trailer Park Boys take on Gold Rush. This is probably the match across Division 6 and 60 that I'm looking forward to the most. See, I don't think so. Because? I've seen Gold Rush three times this season. Every time they've impressed me. They're a really good team, man. But have you it, seen Trailer Park Boys? It, yeah, like... The Gold Rush is a very good team. They just don't give a fuck. Like the, I haven't seen a team in FBF not care that much, ever. Right. Like just it's, it's incredible. As a reminder, they played this past Sunday and Trailer Park Boys won thirty to twenty-seven. So it's very. <laughs> I'm fresh. telling you, man. If Gold Rush wants to win, they will win. The problem is, there's a chance they don't. There's a chance they don't. <laughs> wow. Win. Great analysis. If they want to win, they will. There's a chance they don't win. No, no, there's a chance they there's a chance they don't want to. I think I don't understand. They show up to games and they're too laid back. Mm-hmm. Like they, well, whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. This game is meaningless. But like, but why are you here? Will Richard had nine interceptions. What of the team's thirteen? So a one man play. So is it just him fielding fly balls in Division sixteen? 
I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's the one guy that, yes, feels punts. But also, um, he's like the heart and soul of the defense because he plays the important like, safety position that gets a lot of interceptions in 60. Not just you know punts, but also those four down jump balls in the middle of nowhere. So two questions. One, who will win the game? Who will win the game? Yeah. Go Rush. Eagle? Go Rush. Second question. Did you know, because I said fly ball, did you know Major League Baseball has already started and the preseason is still going on? Yes, Russell Wilson is playing in the preseason. Yeah, he reported for camp. Russell Wilson? Yeah, he reported for camp. He is a baseball player. I, I know, but that's not the thing I'm talking about. Yeah, you said Major Baseball. Sorry. Is he in Japan? You, you just saw uh, Pete Rose. You heard yeah. about him? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's not related to the thing I said. <laughs> the preseason and regular season are currently happening at the same time. Oh, that's crazy. There we go. Thank you. Listening. Um, Lake Cassie. Yeah. And the athleticism of uh, Sam Cowan and his friends. Yes. Um, also, go sure. Going up against Lama's Pajamas and Lama's just pajamas. A, a smart, systemic Division 6D team. Who has the advantage? They Both of them finished with the same record, by the way. They played in week four. Les Cassé won 31 to 12. How mm. nuts is it, by the way, that eight and nine teams are <laughs> seven and three? <laughs> <laughs> so Les Cassé is a very uh, spread the ball kind of offense, right? Like they use multiple receivers. Nobody has like flashy stats. Uh, but they, like, the thing with Lamas Pajamas is they're very good at taking away your number one, number two guy and making you work with what's left. So both Laniel brothers are gonna take you know the no, your number one and your number two, and they're they're gonna force the ball to go elsewhere. The problem with, is a team like Kikasi has five receivers, they will score with five guys. Um, Simon, uh, sorry, uh, Eagle. Olivier Lefore has thrown sixteen interceptions, has had fifteen sacks. Do you think that um, he'll be efficient enough to compete against a team like Lamas Pajamas? Well, if you look at Yamas Pajamas, uh, they don't really have a rusher. I mean, they have a few people with, like, one sack. You have one guy with two sacks. So I don't think the rusher is going to make a big difference in this one. Interceptions-wise, they have a few. Christophe Laniel has five. Thomas Laniel has three. And, again, like, ones and twos across the board. So who's actually going to be getting those sacks? Who's actually going to be getting those INTs? That's my big question here. Is it really going to matter? Is it? I don't think so, no. Your pick. Um, I'm going to go with Les Cassés. Yes, I agree. For the reason I mentioned before. Les Cassés has more than one receiver. Before we wrap, uh, Matthew Chadwick is saying, What's up? Hey, He's Matt. all dressed up. Tell him not to forget his ankle brace on Saturday. I probably will. I always do. And I we have zero times. Antoine Meur saying, uh, Trailer Park Boys is greater than Gold Rush to the delight of the audience. Okay. Because they're all like thumbs ups. Oh, I thought he wrote to the delight of the audience. I'm like, yo, that's baller. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, it's been a long show. Division 6 is the largest division for playoff. Uh, I mean, breakdowns. Last it point is. for playoffs. as many games as any other. That no, five more games. No. 32 teams. There were more teams make the playoffs. The, the four also has. Oh, that's 32. Okay, yeah. my bad. Used to be terrible. So does that five. I'm so exhausted already. Quick things. You have three refs, not two. So, so you can hold less. Yes. But you can still hold. If you're the home team, you there's no coin flip. You decide when you want the ball, first half or second half. Both. What? There's the potential of a shootout. So go check our rulebook on how that works. I Basically, it's... It can't finish in a tie. It cannot. You get three rounds, one or two point extra points. After three rounds, whoever has the most point wins. If not, one round sudden death until someone eventually wins. What do you said? You've been Simon. You've been Eagle. 
This has been Calling the Audible. I've been Peace. Thank you for letting me be Peace. I was expecting a better ending. Like, uh, He's God, tired. An hour and ten minutes. No. You, no. <laughs> How much longer started, do you want me to start? started it late. It was like an hour and fifteen. No, I thought you were going to say it. And it, this is Calling the Audible. You're going to listen next show? Kill it there. No. Kill it there. Just... No, I think you went on. Thank you for the. I thought you were just. I wish I could kill you there.